Welcome to MediaPost's Brand Insider. I'm your host, Steve Smith, Editorial Director of Events here at MediaPost. Each week, we interview marketing leaders from companies old and new about how they build and evolve their brands on an unpredictable media and culture terrain. In addition to this full audio interview in podcast form, we also publish a companion newsletter with highlights from the Q&A. MediaPost has been covering marketing and media news for over 20 years. You can find the Brand Insider Weekly as well as our daily coverage at MediaPost.com. Now, let's get into it. The pandemic has been transformative in just about every business segment uh, as, uh, as it altered both the manner of consumption and goods, as well as the, the paths to purchase in a lot of areas. You know, in dining, in grocery and retail, those effects have been pretty obvious. Less so perhaps in the subtle ways in which the pandemic has changed workplaces and patterns and the brands that supply that area of the economy. Canon USA, which has products across the business and consumer tech productivity chain, has been at the center of that change. Today, we welcome Jerry Shaw, who is the Director of Business Planning at Canon USA, to discuss how Canon's business solutions is reorganizing its marketing around these new patterns uh, and gives us a chance to sort of dig into some of these changes uh, and to understand what the implications are for marketing going forward. Uh, Jerry's been with Canon over eight years, previously worked at Luminous Brands, Nielsen, and at Clorox. Jerry, hello. Where do we find you today? Hi, Steve. Um, I'm here at Clorox, I mean, <laughs> Canon headquarters in Melville, you know, New York. Melville, New York. Um, so just so everybody, uh, you know, Canon really is a vast brand um, uh, in a lot of different categories. For the purposes of this discussion, what are the key product lines and the markets that you're playing in and that you're overseeing? So with HSG, our product line is pretty diverse and pretty broad. It has inkjet uh, printer devices, laser printer devices, um, scanner, which most people don't really think about. Um, for both uh, small and business utility, and what we call IV uh, personal printers, mm -hmm. uh, which are basically point and shoot cameras that could uh, print out immediately a little uh, photos, or actually a dedicated uh, portable, almost um, two by four size uh, uh, personal printers that's on the go, mm -hmm. as well as, as we also have calculators and laser presenters. So you're working across both consumer and business. Category, definitely, definitely. Those realms. Yes. So before the pandemic, how did you organize that? That's a marketing challenge for any company to work across those categories. Um, but tell us how you organized the marketing previous to the pandemic. So the way that I would say we organized, I will actually go into how we organized uh, the products. Mm -hmm. So the laser and the scanner product groups were actually on one side of the Canon business what we call BICG, Business um, Imaging and Communication Solutions. And inkjet calculator, IV, and presenters were actually on our ITCG side, which is more on the consumer, what we would generally say consumer mm -hmm. as part, along with camera and some of the other um, products from ca camera solutions. Mm -hmm. um, that was kind of before the pandemic, before HSG. Um, so the BICG side with laser and scanner, we were going definitely more towards B2B. Mm -hmm. So going to our dealer partners, uh, reseller through distribution partners. And then we do also do have business in the retail channel, such as um, Staples and Office Depot, mm -hmm. or with uh, Best Buy and Amazon. But again, 
it was geared more towards business uh, home use mm-hmm. uh, or small business, medium-sized business, rather than a pure B2C type of um, message. Well, again, on the ITCG side, it was definitely much more on a B2C um, message and marketing. So um, before we get into the, uh, we dropped an acronym there, HSG, which we'll explain in a second. Uh, But before we get to that, bring us inside, since you were watching the ways in which people were veering towards different products and using different different journeys to get there, uh, what actual changes were you seeing in in the sales and the consumer funnel during the pandemic that were sort of cueing you to this idea that you were going to have to rethink the way in which you were organizing your marketing? So I want to say, actually, even before the pandemic, we noticed um, definitely changes, right? The um, the focus and the shifts from brick and mortar to online purchasing. Mm-hmm. So I would say, actually, one of the things that we want to say that we always say why HSG is everything became faster. Everything pushed up the transition. So because of that, we saw a blurring of the lines between B2B and B2C. Mm-hmm. as well as this shift to online. Um, so from a funnel perspective, I would say even again, even before pandemic, we saw this change in the ways that uh, end users would be purchasing our products, whether it be laser printers or scanners or um, inkjet devices. Um, yeah. Were you seeing differences also in the product mix in that, let's let's say we're talking about more remote work. Were you seeing businesses buying, say, for instance, more personal printers for people to use at home rather than, say, the large group printers that they would have in an, in an office setting? Was this change actually changing the product mix that people were going after? Uh, it's actually, even within an enterprise uh environment, we've noticed before the pandemic, a shift from the larger group size uh, copiers and printers down to more what we call the A4 or smaller desktop size printing solutions that the laser, our laser and inkjet devices um, were gears towards. And with the pandemic, definitely with the work from home um, situation, people are definitely looking for these types of product and our dealer and reseller business, you know, partners definitely saw a, a dramatic decline because of office closures. However, they saw a similar pickup in their needs from their end users uh, clamoring for, hey, I have a workforce of a thousand people. I need to get them some printers. Mm-hmm. So definitely, um, again, this kind of the theme that things that were happening even before the pandemic got accelerated or amplified because of the pandemic. What sort of, before we get into uh, HSG, and we'll just, since we've dropped this a few times, we should say that means hybrid solutions group. And I want to get into in a second what that name means. But what sort of strains, to, to tie together those last two questions, what sort of strains were you seeing on the marketing organization that you had in place? Why was the previous organization no longer working or, or, or not working as well for this new configuration of consumer of consuming patterns? So I would say there's two things that we saw that we could do better with HSG. One was, again, um, because internally with Canon, we had two, two separate sides of the house. However, we were almost competing or marketing within the same channel. 
Mm-hmm. So for I would say one example for Staples or Office Depot, mm-hmm. uh, what we call the Office Superstore channel, the traditional you know pen paper type of uh, products. Mm-hmm. Because of Canon structure, we had both a laser sales team and marketing team that's going to Staples, as well as an inkjet um, sales and marketing team going to Staples, essentially almost for the same type of end users. So we were unfortunately kind of competing with each other. Um, we definitely try to work with each other as much as possible, but because of the two different groups, um, we saw that there was a definitely a better usage of funds and, and uh, folks and resources as well as a cohesive, what we would like to say, a one canon message and solution um, with being in HSG. And second is when, again, when we were separated, um, the laser and scanner group, the messaging was very much focused on the B2B partners. How do you, how do our partners, our customer sell to the end user? Mm-hmm. Um, but with HSG, now we're blending that message and, uh, and working with our partners such that we are giving and driving um, awareness of Canon products. And I actually want to say, you know, one thing that you mentioned at the beginning, if you add, Canon is a very broad company with a lot of product groups, uh, deep history. Mm-hmm. But honestly, if you just go up to on the street and ask anybody, have you heard of Canon? Most likely they're going to say, oh, the camera company. Their the awareness of, you know, the other product like printers and scanners is much lower unless you actually have a use and you actually did some investigation. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think with HSG, combining all the product, combining the resources will help us. And that's one of the things that we want to do is build the awareness of for Canon for these other products in these other channels and usage occasion. Okay, so we've we've teased HSG enough. Let's dig into it and actually define what this is. It's called the Hybrid Solutions Group. It's a different way of organizing both sales and, and marketing or marketing in particular. It's actually both sales and marketing. So mm-hmm. it's a completely new uh, division within uh, Canon that has its own basically complete silo, not silo. I shouldn't say silo because silo, we want to break down silos but basically a complete self-contained uh, business unit where we have marketing, sales, product planning, uh, business planning, uh, where I'm leading, um, as well as finance and everything. And it, it, is this an additive to the structure that was already in place or is it replacing a structure? I wouldn't say it's an additive or replace. It's We took parts of two different sides and then combining into a new division that is focused on something that was originally divided. Mm-hmm. So to a sense, I guess, I guess if I have to choose, best term would be additive. Yes. So, uh, okay, so let's define what, what this HSG group actually contains. What are the things it does and doesn't contain? Just to demarcate it a bit. <laughs> So we have the sell. We do have a dedicated sales team that goes to um, covering actually across all the channels that uh, Canon uh, touches in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus the other two divisions, they're more segregated. Um, 
Again, one side of the house is more B2B, the other is B2C. HSG is across all of the channels um, where, again, the blurring of the lines because the end user usage occasions is not just, say, a home use or a consumer use or just a pure business use. And because of the pandemic, you know, home is not, homes are becoming offices and, you know, there's no, say, one thing or another anymore. So there's a dedicated sales force reaching out to all the channels. There's dedicated product lines and product support and product planning, as well as fin- finance and administrative uh, support for supporting um, all aspects of the business. Is it defined by the product set that you're um, that you're handling or the or the consumer target? It is defined by both. What I mean by that is. Um, our product has specific product usage occasions, which means certain uh, usage and end users. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it is pretty broad. Our product, just for example, our laser printers, for example, mm-hmm. um, the price point starts at um, 169 or 159 mm-hmm. and runs to $3,000. Mm-hmm. And within that product set and assortment, we have carved out basically a assortment strategy where certain price points and certain features are geared towards certain consumers and certain channels. And while others are more, maybe the higher end would be more B2B, mm-hmm. the lower end more B2C, as then everything in the middle is a little bit blend where it's more in the pandemic world, we're from home hybrid uh, solution. Uh, so tell me about that those those consumer sets that you're addressing, uh, who they are, and and then a little bit take me into you know the various channels because you've got, uh, I mean you've still got to you're still going into Home Home Depot and Office Depot or Staples, um, and plus you're working on a you, you I think Canon is you're all still working off of a unified website right. Um, that, that sort of, so uh, I'm curious about how all of, how all of this works, um, and, and, uh, from a, a channel perspective, but then from the consumers that you're targeting. Um, I'll take the, I'll take the example of the product assortment strategy. Mm-hmm. So our lower end, op- what we call opening price point, uh, printers would be geared more towards our mass market partners. So we would say the lower end products up to, let's say, $4.99 price points um, with certain feature sets. We would say, you know, the lower the price point, we would go to mass markets such as Walmart and Target. Mm-hmm. The mid, the, let's say to $2.99 to $4.99 maybe goes to the Staples and Office Depot and Best Buy. Mm-hmm. And Amazon is out there. Amazon by itself, they sell everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be the channel set that, you know, from a price point assortment perspective. Mm-hmm. And then from our higher price point of higher feature uh, set, we would go towards our distribution indirect channel, mm-hmm. working with partners like CDW, Dell, and individual reseller teams mm-hmm. or reseller companies that would serve more regional, um, small and medium sized businesses. Those would be our product set maybe uh, with price point $399 to $899, let's say. Mm-hmm. 
And then we would go to our traditional dealer uh, partners with the higher end models that are definitely geared towards the enterprise and a large enterprise or, or small workbook solution, network solution, um, networked environment mm-hmm. where multiple people would be using one printer. And that would be from $899 to up to the like the $3,000 priced uh, machines that I've talked about. So are- that... I'm sorry, go ahead. Finish. No, go on. Uh, I'm curious about how you, since you, you must have been, your, your direct sales, digital sales, must have mushroomed during all of this. And I'm curious then, how does this fit into a unified website? How are you parsing out your audiences at the website level so you know you're, uh, you're messaging correctly the right people um, and, and who fit within this HSG group? So our Canon website right now is still geared towards the lower end consumer driven product set. Mm-hmm. We definitely, as you mentioned, yes, definitely correct that our sales mushroom during the pandemic. Um, everybody, because of inventory, there was just look, everybody was just looking everywhere for products. Mm-hmm. Um, the messaging and the marketing uh, focus on our website right now is still geared towards a more consumer driven. Mm-hmm. We are, however, uh, working towards a business-driven website. So it is a little bit more similar, I would say, the Amazon analogy where the Amazon.com would be more geared towards the regular folks like you and I when, I, we, when we want to search for products. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Amazon business side. Mm-hmm. Um, with you know, there's logins and stuff, um, and dedicated message and dedicated uh, promotions and pricing for a business-driven uh, consumer. Um, a similar thing with Staples and Office Depot, where again, the brick-and-mortar-and-regular.com is for regular consumers or Soho or uh, small home office type end users, while their Staples Advantage and Office Depot business um, side of the business and their associated.com will be geared towards the business side and business enterprise uh, contracts. So from the messaging and media side, what is your remit here? Do you have, is there a dedicated uh, campaign that's happening across channels to um, that reflects this this change in, in marketing structure? Do you have a particular uh, messaging, either a, a mix or a particular message that you're using to sort of drive this change of thinking? So HSU was created in July. Um, so everything is still in the works and we're, we're, finalizing our plans for 2022. But I think the biggest thing is a, we're looking for a synergy of the product set. We're definitely taking the example of inkjet and laser products, where in, before we were almost competing with each other and then fighting for the same end user. With new HSG and with pandemic and with the assortment strategy, what we're looking towards to do is if you're usage or if your need is X, then this is the printer for you. Mm-hmm. And if your needs and usage is Y, this is the printer for you. So that's what we are building now from a HSG overall um, product assortment and marketing message uh, perspective where our, our message to folks out about HSG is 
whatever your needs are, whether it's at home, work from home, or a small or medium-sized office, we have the right product for you, whether that be, and depending on that, where you fit, it may be an inkjet or laser or some other or different price point of an inkjet with different price point of a laser. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does this change your relationship with the retailers themselves? I think mean, you've already mentioned that you're sort of segmenting somewhat where the more consumer oriented stuff is veering towards some retailers, the more business oriented stuff towards others. Um, but ha- you know, you still have the the, the risk of, of channel conflict and cannibalizing from each other. So uh, how does this organization change the way in which you're working at the retail level? So I'll address the question about channel conflict. So that's where definitely with the product assortment strategy comes in, where we actually have dedicated and even specialized models and SKUs for different partners and channels, and that will not be crossing over to other channels. So mm-hmm. that's one way for us to differentiate and bring value to our partner to say, you know, as as being working with Canon, you get this is what we have determined to be best set for your end user. And you don't have to worry about competing with Amazon, let's say, or a bigger dealer if you're a reseller uh, mm-hmm. for um, price points um, for these types of end users. So that's from a cannibalization and channel cannibalization perspective. So we're definitely using um, an assortment strategy to help with that. Mm-hmm. And working with the actual partners and retail channels um, particularly is, again, we're combining resources, we're combining message, we are leveraging our um, scale to be more efficient internally and for Canon but also have a more inclusive message with our partners. For example, um, before when, before HSG, mm-hmm. Canon could be working with Staples during the holidays and placing two different ads for printers, one for inkjet and one for laser. Mm-hmm. And it could be two different messages. We weren't really working together um, on on creating, crafting the, like I said, the one Canon message and one Canon solution. Mm-hmm. Now we are able to better coordinate on that message. And the benefit for the retailer is while the spend may be a little bit less because now we're one group instead of two groups with two different budgets, it's now mm-hmm. one group with one budget. Our focus is more. Well, our focus is more sing, um, is more focused, I guess, is the way to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're better able to leverage our product set. So we could offer them, instead of competing with the same price point, we mm-hmm. could offer them a, a low, low end and a high end at the same time mm-hmm. with the same message on the same ad for Canon. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you gauge or what, as, as you're moving forward, obviously you're responding to a set of both sort of secular changes that were already happening that were accelerated by the pandemic, but still as you're leaning forward and everybody is sort of wondering how much goes, how much springs back to the way we were and how much, how much of these changes are permanent. And I know that nobody really has a good 
final answer to this because that's why we're all asking the question. Yes. How are you anticipating this or what what tea leaves are you reading or at least what patterns are you seeing among your consumers that give you a sense of what's going to be permanent and what's probably going to spring back? Um, as everybody sees in the news, you know, the return to work has kept on being postponed. So because of that, we definitely see a continuation from the work from home um, need for printers. Um, honestly, you know, we had, like I think with everybody else, had thought the work from home um, peak would have been fall of this year. And then everybody would start to go back to work. And we definitely see that our on our B2B dealer side of the business, mm-hmm. uh, because of the pandemic, between April and I say September of 2020, mm-hmm. um, sales crashed, like sales disappeared basically because nobody was in the office. And it started trickling back in in September and our growth has been, our return on that side of business has been almost back to normal, back to 2019 level. Mm-hmm. Oh. But at the same time, we know not everybody's back at the office. Right. So we expect that, you know, work from home will never go away. I think from surveys internally and externally, um, there are benefits from a hybrid working situation uh, where there's, you know, work, uh, work home balance. Um, productivity did not actually seem to have suffered while folks, you know, like to have a option to work from home. So we don't, in our, you know, as you say, in the tea leaves, we don't see work from home to ever disappear. Mm-hmm. It will remain in some form or another um, starting, like, yeah, starting now. Uh, are you guys working on, I'm curious, are you guys working on new technologies that are, that is sort of address the hybridization of, of the workplace? I mean, I'm thinking in terms of of home printers that used to be simply uh, geared towards very personal use. But now, now we're in a hybrid environment where our personal technology needs to be used in concert with work technology. Uh, yes. Um, how much I could go into it is uh, it's a little, I'll, I'll answer as much as I can. But generally, yes, we are definitely working on solutions as we learn about the needs of work from home. Um, how do we better serve those needs? Um, one thing I would say is it's not the, the ask from companies and end user is not to replicate what the same features that they are looking for in a home environment you know, and the work environment in the, into the uh, home environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so we definitely need to balance, you know, something it's again, like you said, it's not just taking something that they were using just purely from home right. as an adaptive or from home as at the same time, it's not also just taking something that was in the office and then just plop it into the, in the home because that's way too much of a machine, way too much of a technology. So what we have to do and what we're working towards is looking at what is actually needed from a home temporary printing situation in a print environment or a scanner, just what is just what they need. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and as well as how to connect securely and safely with the office. Mm-hmm. 
those are kind of the two things that um, we're working towards. And I think everybody's kind of trying to balance uh, between those two key areas. Is the feature set as well as the security, the need, the need of security, or how much security is needed um, communicating with the home office? Uh, you mentioned at the at the top that you ask a lot of people about if are they familiar with Canon, and their first response has to do with the cameras, um, and that maybe the, and that there is lower lower awareness of the full line of uh, of Canon products, business, small business, and even personal. Um, is this then? Uh, so let's pull back a little bit and look at this more this hybrid solution. Are you guys thinking of this as a big branding opportunity as well? That that a hybrid that hybridism or this hybrid solution gives Canon the opportunity to start getting into people's heads uh, in in a way that they never did before and start growing that sense of where the brand really lives that maybe a lot of people weren't aware of before. Definitely. Um, one of the, um, I was, I don't want to say unfortunate benefit, but one of the benefit that, uh, we had received during, because of pandemic is because of inventory. And we were actually pretty well off on an inventory situation versus our competitors. Mm -hmm. And as more and more people were looking for products, um, we were at a good place to build awareness and build sales through the pandemic because of that. So as as HSG, as you mentioned, it was definitely an opportunity for us to build awareness um, organically, as well as in the future, as I said, kind of leveraging the the pandemic, leveraging the additional sales and people that has now been introduced to Canon to continue that and then build on top of that. Uh, yeah, I think that we probably saw that with a, with a number of brands uh, during the pandemic. It was it was um, a, an opportunity for a lot of brands to grow their share and to grow their especially their mind share. Uh, Jerry Zhao of uh, of of uh, of Canon USA, thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for hitting play on Media Post Brand Insider Podcast. We're here each week interviewing marketing executives from large and small, legacy and emerging brands. They share their experiences navigating the challenges of commercial clutter, media distraction, and consumer disinterest. You can also subscribe to the Brand Insider newsletter for edited text editions of these Q&As. For this and all of the marketing and media news reporting MediaPost has provided the industry for two decades, head over to MediaPost.com. And if you have any thoughts, comments, or suggestions for Brand Insider, you can always reach me, Steve Smith, at steve at MediaPost.com. Until next week... Let's mark it carefully out there.